All right. Welcome to the show. Welcome back. Uh, we had a little break for the holidays, and so excited to be back for 2023. And today I've got a special guest with me today. Uh, sitting across from me is Jason Young, who is the CEO of WebTalk. And uh, you've got a really interesting background, so I'm excited to have you here because uh, you're a graduate of MIT. Uh, you even, like your professional background, you were at one point director of financial strategy at Microsoft. And uh, you actually have a patent for the consultative e-meeting platform concept that you got in 2018. And uh, you're also author of a book, which I didn't know until I saw your bio, Why Freedom, which you could actually find on uh, bookstores online. But uh, thank you for being here. It's a super pleasure to have you here today. Yeah, thanks, Eric. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited. Yeah, awesome. And uh, so I think for the people listening to the show, you know, we talk on the show about customer experience. Uh, outsourcing, managing a call center. And uh, a lot of people, they come from different backgrounds. They might, there's no like call center degree that you can get. And so people come from all over and, uh, you know, like you went from graduating all the way from MIT to now CEO of this uh, software company, WebTalk, which we'll talk about in a bit, uh, where you're you're helping uh, businesses connect with customers selling things online. So Talk to me about that journey. How did you get from graduating MIT all the way to CEO of the software company? Okay, yeah, sure. So, yeah, I've, I've always been involved in technology one way or another. My uh, my degree at MIT was in um, MIS, uh, so Management of Information Systems. And from there, I went to go work for a consulting company um, doing IT strategy consulting for Fortune 500 companies, you know, like Ford and Shell and companies like that. So it's something that I've always been involved with. You know, my dad was a tech entrepreneur himself. So I, mm. I kind of followed in that path. And, uh, you know, after being in IT strategy for about eight years um, at that company, you know, I went, got my my MBA in entrepreneurship and um, and then joined Microsoft right afterwards. Um, was there for a year and then um, went off and started joining small businesses and forming new companies. Um, been doing that. Gosh, for about 16 years now, um, (laughs) starting up companies and small businesses. And it's just been a, it's been a roller coaster ride, but I've loved every second of it. And, uh, you know, it's always something to, you know, having to do with technology, right? It's always been kind of my forte, uh, a mixture of corporate strategy, you know, coming from my MBA background and how technology fits in. Um, I think a lot of companies tend to use technology for technology's sake and they don't take a step back and really analyze how it might fit into their strategy. And uh, you see that all the time. It's like, you know, just a technology looks cool or promising and they just put it in without thinking as to why. That's the how. CEOs making some decisions. Oh, I went right. to this seminar and now you got to put this in place. And then the team is like, what? This doesn't fit our needs and this exactly help us. <laughs> exactly. I see that a lot. And so, um, yeah, so, you know, our business um, really speaks to that. It's like, um, you know, when we design technology, we really design it from kind of thinking of the customer and thinking of the value proposition um, on, on up, right? So we always keep that in mind whenever we're adding features and doing our, um, you know, our our um, surveys with customers and stuff like that. And it's always thinking about kind of what's the value proposition? How can we add value both to our clients as mm-hmm. well as their customers, right? Yeah, because we're both kind of in the same position where, you know, our clients could leave. They could, there's lots of options in the marketplace. I think you guys bring some interesting features that really, I I don't really believe they're found anywhere else. So that's something that could set you guys apart. But, 
you know, there's other other features that are pretty commodity. You know, anybody can. There's a lot of people that have that. Right. Uh, so, I mean, is that what drove you to add some of those features? I mean, because uh, you got the business owners that are like, oh, the shiny objects. I want this shiny thing. I might not need it. Uh, how do you balance? Uh, like, what features you're adding to make sure that it's like useful for businesses and uh, that it's it's on trend with what businesses actually are looking for. So that's a, that's a really good question. How do we uh, how do we make sure that we're pertinent to the businesses, right, and to our to our clients? Um, so this started because I was the CEO of another company before. It was a retail services company. Mm-hmm. So you know we had retail stores as well as uh, software products for for retailers that we sold. And uh, one of the things that they, you know, wanted was to be able to sell online, right? E-commerce has been a behemoth for quite a while now. And so everyone wanted to get online and make money online and reduce their cost structure by being online. And um, all our, our retailers wanted that as well. Well, our retailers tend to be, tended to be more high touch. So mm-hmm. e-commerce really didn't fit them, right? So e-commerce is kind of like you just take your product list online and then you let the customers sell it to themselves, right? Yeah. Um, high touch, you have to involve the sales agent, right? High touch means that you have to have an agent involved because the product is too expensive or it's too complex or the sales process is too complex. And so, you know, our uh, retailers are wondering, well, how do I sell online being that uh, we are high touch? And we looked around for different um, tools and didn't really find anything that uh, could help them. I mean, it's, you know, there was chat and there was email forms, click to call, things like that. But those really didn't utilize the power of, of the internet, kind of the visual aspect of the internet. Mm-hmm. And it and it tended to take people off channel. So if they started online and then you move them offline by going to click to call or email forms, um, you weren't doing them a service, you're doing them a disservice. Mm-hmm. So looking around solutions, we really didn't find anything. So we had to invent our own. Um, and so we came up with our consultative e-meeting platform um, that basically mimics a face-to-face conversation, right? Um, there's nothing that beats a physical face-to-face conversation where, as a sales agent, right? Because yeah. you engage visuals, you engage body language, you're creating an experience. And that also includes the store where you're in or the office. All of that is an experience that you're creating that will help the sales process, but also embed an emotion and therefore memory in the and, and the brand in the customer's perspective. And so we wanted to bring that all online, right? We wanted to bring the experiential part of a face-to-face sale, but online, mm-hmm. the the visuals, um, the branding experience, the sales process, um, the sales tools, the merchandising kits, the marketing materials. We wanted to bring that online so that um, our customers, our clients could really create that experience. And in that sense, brand themselves. And so you know, we started out because this was a big need from our retailers. Mm-hmm. And um, and the way that we maintain ourselves relevant is by always going back and making sure that that we, we pull them and we ask them. It's like, uh, what is your current problem? You know, what are your current problems? What, you know, frictions are you facing? Mm-hmm. Um, and how can we help you? How can technology help you? How can our platform help you? And then, you know, and then we talk about the features that are coming and then we get their feedback. And then we also do online testing, of course. Um, but that's, but ultimately, um, it's a little bit of also of a gut feel, right? Because it's, you know, like Steve Jobs would say, a lot of times, you know, customers don't know what they want until you show it to them. <laughs> yeah. And there's some truth in that, right? That's not the whole story, especially when you're talking, uh, when you're in B2B. 
Um, but that is part of the story. So part of it is kind of gut feel as to what I feel and my creatives feel um, technology is going and where it can take us. And the other side is also, of course, then pulling our clients. Mm-hmm. So you got you got to stay on top of trends, not only with your customers, but what's happening in the marketplace. What kind of trends have you been seeing over the last, you know, let's just say since COVID? That, right. You know, like uh, what what's happening in the customer experience space? Because you guys play a big role in that. Um, what do you see in businesses? Uh, that What are they investing in or what are they looking for? So uh, unfortunately, during COVID, I think that the customer experience has gone back a little bit, backslide a little bit, because the focus has shifted from the customer to the employee mm-hmm. because of remote work, right? So the trends that we are seeing is more around remote work, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you create a hybrid office? where some of your employees can be working in in your office and some of them can be working from home. And what are the tools and technologies that you can give those employees so they can be productive working offline or I'm not offline, but out of the office? Um, How do you keep team morale up when people are in different structures? You know, they're they're remote from each other. Um, You know, how do you maintain a sense of community within your office when, again, everyone's not co-located? So um, a lot of the technologies and a lot of trends that we've seen has been more around that around, you know, how do you make hybrid work um, feasible, right? And um, and how that's impacted the cl- customer experience, it's, uh, you know, it, it's kind of, it has made um, companies a little bit more remote in the way that they can then attend to their customers. And what I, what I mean by that is that um, they've gone more multi-channel, omni-channel, but now they've come to recognize that customers aren't all going to be on the phone or they're not all going to be in front of you in the store or in the office. They could be driving. Um, they could be coming in through, they could be contacting you through text. They could be contacting you through social media. So there's different channels that they could be contacting you in. And I think a lot of companies, their eyes have been open to this. And then, and so they've tried to um, use more, um, use tools that are more kind of broad-based mm-hmm. in their channels, you know, multi-channel, omni-channel, so there's been a push into that by companies, but it's because of, of their eyes opening to the fact that customers are asking for that, right? It's not all about just simply going online and doing e-commerce. Um, it's not all about building call centers where they just simply act, you know, uh, attend to calls. There are a multitude of channels out there and companies have to be cognizant of them, have to be um, willing to be where the customer is, more adaptable, more flexible, uh, and yet somehow maintain their cost structure low, right? So it's it's complicated, yeah. but there's a lot of technology that's that's trying to uh, answer answer those problems, you know, resolve them. Yeah, you know, it's fascinating because mm-hmm. you like that's our challenge in the call center is those customers they could be driving, they could be anywhere, like all over the place. And I think I talk to a lot of the business owners that are either feeling overwhelmed because they're at a size where they're still trying to handle it all. And they're like, I can't keep up with emails and texts and all this and different, you know, like I, I, a story that I could, uh, a lot of business owners can relate to is, you know, that they have messages sitting somewhere on some platform that they haven't gotten to. Right. Um, So that's on the one end. And then on the, the bigger end, you've got businesses that they're just getting flooded with messages. They have staff to try to keep up with it. And maybe they're logging into multiple platforms and they're, you know, maybe one person, all right, you got all the Facebook ones and you got all the Twitter ones. And it's not a like seamless experience for the customer. It's not a seamless experience for the employees. 
so talk to me about that and how do you guys help businesses solve those problems? Yeah, so um, in order to solve kind of a multi-platform issue, we, which we faced ourselves, to be honest with you, we ourselves ourselves faced the issue of you've got you've got uh, leads coming in through Facebook, you've got them coming in through WhatsApp, you've got them coming in, especially if you're international, um, through text, through emails, through calls, through your website, through your land. It's just it's it's such a plethora, and maintaining the accounts, the employee accounts, to all of those different tools. Well, I mean, it was a full-time job for an employee. It's like you got to, you know, when you get a new employee in, you got to make sure that they get their Facebook account tied to your to your page, their WhatsApp <laughs> business account. You've got to make sure that they get their LinkedIn account tied to yours. You got to make sure that they get access, again, to all your call center, your call center tools, that they get an account to your web chat. I mean, it was just, it was ridiculous, the management, the management that went into this. And then on top of that, then they had to train these people mm-hmm. on, you know, how they fa- handle Facebook messages and how you go in and what do you do and and then LinkedIn, and then it, it was just a ridiculous amount of work. And um, so we were facing that problem, and our clients were facing that problem. So we wound up going omni-channel. Um, now, we, you know, our platform, it's one sign-on, and you take on all those messages. Mm-hmm. Um, the other, the biggest, the other big problem about that, so, you know, the first problem, again, was the cost structure regarding maintenance, right? Then the second part is um, that you have a lot of lost leads because it's really difficult to stay on top of all these tools to have someone monitoring them all all at the same time mm-hmm. and then you know staying on top not just of the employees but then also the messages coming in so inevitably our clients were losing a lot of messages you know it's like 5 days later they would notice that a facebook message came in through a comment mm-hmm. you know someone posted a comment and no one answered it yeah and <laughs> and it's like oh my god this opportunity lost and that's gold right you know for for our, my clients for all of us that do um, the game leads online, um, every opportunity, every lead is just gold. And so it was just frustrating for them that they couldn't see a way to manage all that um, in one in one place. And so we wound up going omni-channel because of that. So through our platform now, it's a single sign-on. Um, it's one platform to train your, your employees on. And then from there, you know, they have one message stack. So if a message comes in from the chat, from the web chat, from text, from an email, from Facebook, from LinkedIn, from Yelp, from your calls. Wow. We do call center integration, but it's not it's not calls. Uh, and I'll talk about that a little bit. But uh, you will see that all in one place. And so then you can attend to it, and then you have one platform to answer it. So again, so it's one training, right? And then you'll make sure that none are ever missed, right? Because it's yeah. all on one stack, and it's in one reporting system. Um, and it's our, our clients... Um, are just ecstatic about it. You know, they're ecstatic about the fact that they can do that. Uh, they're, of course, they're also ecstatic about the fact that they can then enter into consultative e-meetings with their leads. But uh, I mean, that's kind of the second half of really of what we do. Um, but yeah, it was it was absolutely critical. Now that you know, with the world going online, and I think that's one of the COVID things too. Is people, since they weren't traveling to the stores, right? Yeah. Um, and then afterwards, not as much. They found other methods, mm-hmm. right, to purchase and to visit and. So, um, so the usage of those alternate methods, again, such as Facebook Messenger, such as WhatsApp, those all skyrocketed. And so it was no longer kind of just like, you know, our clients were no longer met, you know, mulling whether they were going to go into those digital channels as they were before. Now it's like, I got to be there. Yeah. Right. Got no um, choice. <laughs> I got to be there. And so we, we answered that call. Yeah. And that's the trend that I saw too. You know, like it was 
not only the businesses finally, after so much reluctance, like, all right, we've got to be there. There's also even more consumers that are like feeling more comfortable messaging the business through Messenger and not picking up the phone and calling them. And I think part of that too was they try to pick up the phone and call them and they wouldn't answer. Yes. <laughs> because it was just staff shortages and maybe no one was even in the, the building. Right. And so yeah, there's some unique challenges there.